your shows, your entertainment, and your network. This is Rant EM Media. All right, get ready, New Haven at the Coliseum coming up a week from Monday night. Monday night, October the 12th, 7.30 p.m. start. What a fantastic card. 18 men in a gigantic battle royal. You know what happens to the winner of a battle royal. All kinds of doors are opened. You talk about the financial remuneration. It's great. And, of course, title shots. It all happens to the man who can survive, who can win at an 18-man battle royal. In addition to that battle royal, the Rougeaus going up against the new dream team of Greg the Hammer Valentine and Dino Bravo. Hillbilly Jim to meet Hercules Bobby Heenan, the Honky Tonk Man, the reigning intercontinental heavyweight champ to meet the magnificent Morocco, Ivan Putsky on the card, Dingo Warrior, Outback Jack, and a host of other greats all in New Haven a week from this Monday night. Mr. You're a liar. I beg your pardon? I'm not the governor. You're a liar. I'm a liar. How many men battle royal is that? Eighteen men. You're a liar. Your Orndorff's not going to make it to the battle royal. Now you stand corrected. Because we have plans for Mr. Wonderful. I have 460-some pounds of plans for Mr. Wonderful. And they all start right here with what I like to call the new Mr. Wonderful. Well, it might be a little more than 468. This guy just whistled through four plates of eggs Benedict. King Kong Bundy... Welcome back to New Haven. You know, little man, wouldn't it make a lot more sense to call me King Kong Bundy, six foot five inches tall, 468 pounds? Call me Mr. Wonderful instead of some sawed off little runt like Orndorff. You know something, Orndorff? What's the most devastating move? What's the great move that Paul Orndorff has? He's got the pile he driver. He doesn't know that. Boss, what? It's the pile driver. They call it the powder. How's he going to pile drive 468 pounds of King Kong Bundy? Can you picture that happening? Can you see that happening? And yet you take the avalanche, the greatest move in professional wrestling, 3,000 pounds per square inch when I hit. The orange yeah. likes to put baby oil over his body. So I suggest the people in the first 63 rows wear a raincoat. Because when this man hits them, he's going to knock all the oil off him so hard, people are going to be sliding out of that building. There's going to be an 18-man battle royal, but there's not going to be 18 men in it. There's going to be 17 men in it. Orndorff, if you're going to be on your way in one with this bunch of paramedics, Trying to put you all back oh, together. Wait a minute. You're saying they're going you to better get ready. You know, this ain't going to be no pose down. It's going to be a fight. And that's I take care of you, punk. I'm going to win the battle royal and take everything. You know, let me think about the battle royal. Who do you have <laughs> take in Take everything. Who do you have in there? The hillbilly Jim? Mm -hmm. What threat is he? He's just a big dumb hit from Stupid money. Stupid The Rougeau, you split them up. One can't think without the other. Hey, what about Husky? Ivan Husky. Husky. Throw him over the bottom rope. What do you have then? Outhouse Jack? Guys are too I mean, much. think about it. I've got the best. I'll event. think about it. New Haven gets ready a week for Monday night. We're going to be at the Coliseum. Cut the music. Just, just stop the music.
you know, I'm a very uh, organized person, especially when it comes to this show. And I planned my evening perfectly. And I said I wasn't going to work till this point. I was going to have dinner early and all that stuff. And I was going to leave all the programming for the show ready to go. All the programs, everything open. All I had to do is sit down and push a button. I worked later than I was supposed to. I ate dinner later than I was supposed to. And then when I came up here, my password to get into the computer didn't want to work. And I had to reboot. And to reboot this computer takes about half hour. Because I've been rebooting since six, since 9.15. So we're 45 minutes late to the show, damn it. Tuesday night, May 17th, 2022. Episode 730 something of The Rant is officially live across the airwaves of Rant Entertainment Media, Radio and Radio.com. Tune in Radio, Stitcher, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and a plethora of other platforms. Welcome one and all. To the rant. I'm in a mood. I'm in a mood, mood, mood. Boy, oh boy. When things just don't go how I want them to go. Planned everything. I had all the programs open. All the Facebook posts ready to go. Nope. Nothing went how I wanted. Anyways, Double A as always being joined by Tony C. (laughs) I guess we can just wait. (laughs) Ah. Double A, as always, being joined by Tony C. Can you hear me now? There we go. Are also being joined by the Silver One himself, Surfer. Hey, yo. All right. Um, <laughs> so I get it in. All right. Surfer? I got you in the core, Surfer. I had to. I mean, we had 45 minutes to jiggle it, Surfer. 46 now. Mm. All right. Well, Surfer's there. I can, I can tell you he's there. Like a fly on the wall. Like a fly on the wall. Or a fly in the in a, in a stick of butter or whatever you want to call it. Fly in the ointment. Fly in the ointment. There you go. So, last week we were not on the air because... We were severely behind at work. Not that we're any better now, uh, but we're severely behind at work. And um, and I've been working long, long, long. Working day and night. I worked 70 hours last week. Of almost two weeks worth of regular work. Exactly. In one week. In five and six working days. So you do the math. Was it something, was it something you decided to do or they, they forced it on you? There you go. 
Oh no, I don't. I don't. I, I don't have to do all this extra work, but I'm getting. I'm getting decent scratch. Uh, I disagree. What do you mean you disagree? You may be getting extra, but you also shoot yourself in the foot. Says who? I, I've I've learned that after ten hours of overtime, everything is taken out in taxes. I mean, not all of it, but like, if you work out, work up to ten hours of overtime, you get a good chunk of that change in your check. Past that, they're going to subtract more for taxes out of you. Well, surfer, that's usually the logic. The more you make, the more they take out. Right. That's that's what I'm saying personally. I find you know, ten hours is the most I, I want to do in overtime. Because 15, 20 hours, then it's not going to make that much of a difference. Uh, when your paycheck is double what it normally is, yes, it does make a difference. And that's okay. after taxes. That's after taxes. Oh, well, you're getting that money. Huh? Trust that's me, I know that. I know what I'm getting. Listen, let me let me put it to you. Let me put it to you like this, okay? Without giving specifics. My paycheck for the my paychecks for the month would almost cover all the expenses in the house. And then of course I've got my wife's paycheck. Just my salary. That was a beautiful thing. Now I've been able to do it the last probably almost two months. On just one check. So let's put it this way. I am securing myself financially for a brighter future here in double A world. That's why I'm busting my ass right now. And besides, I have a um, I have a new post coming here soon uh, for myself that will entail a commission-based salary on top of the current salary that I'm getting. It is. Oh, so, the money. It's the moment. Exactly. So, Surfer, you're wrong. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and there's, a, there's a reason why I'm doing all this. I would not be doing it if I was not getting decent. I was right wrong. I just said I just... You said I was shooting myself in the foot. Compensated. I'm being handsomely compensated for my efforts. Yeah. That's why you're maybe, wrong. I'm not shooting myself yacht. in the foot. Huh? Maybe you can get that yacht finally. What? Maybe you can get that yacht. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I get very seasick, so no. So. Nobody at this game, man. What y'all got going on then? Well, we've got two, we've got two playoff games going on in the city at the same time. That's what's going on. He was still, you know, the COVID still locked up. So you're right. I forgot. We've got we've got the Heat at the FTX Arena, and we've got the Panthers over at the FLA Arena. Whole lot of Fs. Whole lot of Fs. So we were to it. 
been American, was it the American Airlines or something? It was the American Airlines Arena and Tony arena. C's favorite, the National Car Rental Center, the Office Depot Center, the BB&T Center, the I don't know what else it was called center, you know, a lot of other no, names. The, the National Car Rental Center, it was that uh, uh, for Armageddon. Yep. Not that, right? Yep. It is now known as FLA Live. So anyways, uh, and I believe that's because Bank United, uh, I think it was originally called the Bank United Center or the... Oh, it's on popped in. What up, boy? Yeah. And long story short, the bank went out, went out of business, so the name was useless. And, uh, you know, so they had to uh, give it another name. Saw, and they settled on FLA Alive. Uh, and and here we go. Tampa Bay defeated Florida four to one. So the Lightning are uh, one up on the series, anyways. So yes, so yes that that that's why we were not here last week because I worked. I was working. But a scratch. Yeah, I was a little sick last week too. And so. that too. Tony C was a little under yeah. the weather. So, um, now I'll be putting in some long hours tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday because next week I'm on vacation. No, no, no. I'm on vacation. The holiday's the week after next. Oh. So, I'll be on vacation next week, which means there will be no show next week. And, uh, and, uh, so we're gonna, we're gonna try to squeeze it all in here today over the course of the next probably two hours. Because uh, we got a forty-five minute late start time, but that's what's going on. We'll be back the holiday, the we'll day be, after the holiday. We right? will be back on Tuesday, May thirty-first. The and which, by the way, that day is actually also pending. You know why? That is the first day of our new system. So I don't know what oh. I'm, I have no idea what I'm going to expect at work that very first day. So uh, so keep an eye out to social media because we may reschedule that day. On top of that, that works. Oh my God! And my so, brother-in-law is coming to town for the holiday, anyways. I don't know how long him and his wife staying. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's what's going on. And it's graduation season, so salute all the graduates. That's right. Oh, boy. I mean, just telling you what's going on is exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Double A has been a little surly since about, uh, about what nine fifteen nine thirties last night? No, no, a little bit later than that, but still. Oh, okay. That what happened a little bit later than that. Hey, well, the news came out a little bit later than that. Okay. So we'll so, we'll, we'll get into that here in a second, but, uh, right. but let's go around the room and see what's going on in everybody's personal lives. And with that, we say hello to the boys and Tony C. Anything interesting happening with you these last seven days or fourteen, actually? Other than you being sick. Yeah. Caught a little bug, man. It wasn't COVID, thank God. Yeah. I got, I actually had um, a little bug too and I was I was out of it I was out of service for like one entire day. But uh, uh, but it wasn't COVID as well. I took a COVID test just to be on the safe side. 
Oh, no, no, no. Mine uh, was, uh, I, it, it looked like I was dying at one at one point. It was a stomach thing, man. Sometimes, you know, get that stomach thing and they'll go through you all the way. Yeah. Um, but other than that, you know, getting the digs right here and uh, everything's coming together for the most part. This girl, this woman, talking about going to buy a lawnmower this weekend. I'm like, huh? Whatever. I ain't cutting no grass. So you on your own with that. Not um, even a sitting one? I ain't, man. I pay people for stuff like you that. Don't wanna, don't you don't want to be Hank Hill? No, no, that. I did my share of yard maintenance growing up. I used to have to do my house. Clean, rake the yard, mow the grass, things like that. Once my granddad died, then move over to my grandmother's house. She liked to have her yard clean, and she stayed on the corner. So not only did you have to maintain her yard, but you have to maintain the city strip. Oh, you know, so I told myself once I got of age, I ain't cutting no more yard. That wasn't you in that video, Tony C? Nah, I don't steal no lawnmowers, man. I ain't doing that. <laughs> I ain't the lawnmower bandit. No, nah, that ain't no less. And uh, other than that, you know, just like I say, just trying to fill the crib up. I want to give me a nice grill, like my name Double A, but I ain't, you know. I'm a charcoal man when I go grill so well I gotta tell you what you gotta get I got there's two things you need to get okay you can get your charcoal grill if you want which is fine I'm a propane charcoal smoker but I I I think that you're in your situation Tony C I don't know how much grilling you you want to do and how much you want to you know uh, do on the on the outside apparatus but get yourself a Blackstone grill one of those outdoor griddle things so that you can make the five guy style burgers or the smash burgers or, um, or, you know, you can outside, you could do pancakes and hash browns and sausages, oh, man. all that stuff. And, and I, I have one and let me tell you, they are great. You have to season it cause it's a cast iron grill, but, uh, they are, they are quite lovely. And let me see. Take a look can, at it. Let me see if I can get a picture of what uh, what you could be in store for. Um, in action, I want I want to grill in action so that Tony C could see what kind of because I mean, there's nothing like a a good old fashioned burger on the on the Blackstone, and. Uh, uh, I think you'll like this. The, the Philly steaks. You could do that too. You could definitely do that too. I mean, take a look at that, Tony. Okay. Just take a look at that picture. Doesn't that look attractive? That's on a flat. Oh yeah. And that's on a flat top. Oh um, yeah. You can you can grill your your buns, your burgers, get the bacon cooking. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's that's a nice spread, right? 
So you can whip up whip up some bacon and eggs, people. Uh huh. Pancakes, you can do it all on those things. Now I don't have I don't have a I don't have a big one like this one. I have my the one I have is probably the size of the bacon and the first row of hamburgers. You can get one for like two, right? You can get like the one I have. I believe is the smallest one you could buy. Which, like I said, is it's a it's I guess is a third of that grill. It only costs a hundred bucks. But the only the only issue is is that it's a tabletop, so you need to set it on yeah, a table. Tabletop. One. Yeah. But you can get you can get legs for them, so you don't have to rest it on a table. But but that does take but propane, if, though. If if you get the tabletop and you want it to stand on its own, you might as well just get a bigger one. Well, it's true, but what what if you don't have the space? Right. So that 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 that's was a whole re- that's a restaurant style grill right there. Uh huh. That's, that's what a lot and a lot of people are going that route. Right. I'm not talking about the, the size of the picture, but I'm saying they have, they have ones with legs that are bigger than the tabletop. Yeah. I got my own a couple couple grills. I'm take a look at. Um. I'm gonna try to do like a summer uh, grill, like barbecuing, like chicken. Now, can can't you can you get like uh, grates for those things? Can you do what? What's a grate? What do you mean? Say that again, surfer. <laughs> of course. He asked about grate. Here's another. Here's another attractive picture of a blackstone in Sorry, action. I'm out for a second. Um, no, great. You know, like you, you put it on top. So I, it's like you. I know what you're like talking you about. You want barbecue. you you want. I know it because so that you can have the grill marks and things like that. Right. I think they do sell the pieces for that, but you know, like this one here. This has got a row of. Uh, Four rows of burgers, then a pile of uh, onions in the background, and a, and a pile of mushrooms there. Yeah, yeah, that's the uh, that's the five guys looking. Real so set up my my there, point you know. my point here, Tony C, is that if you want a small one, they're cheap. It's that those big dog grills, like the one I got, yeah, those are pricey. But you know, if you want to get one of these, it's always good to have this as well. Because hey, let hey, me tell you, hey. those smash burgers. Freddy style burgers are just right. you get you get the right little uh, mechanism that'll help you smash it the right way. Oh man! Maybe you should get one that has both the uh, the flat top grill and the regular barbecue grill. But that's the thing. The it it doesn't it doesn't. I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it to get the one with the grates. To tell you the truth. You're saying if you get that, you might as well get like a traditional grill. Exactly. This is the one I have. Look, I'm going to show, even though this is a horrible picture, this is the one I have. Uh, And I know the audience can't see what I'm posting, but, you know, look it up. Um, And let's see if this damn thing will load all the way. Uh, no, hold on. Let me pick another one here. Uh, 
Um, yeah, because the one I have is, is, is my wife got it for me. And, um, yeah, yeah, she, she knew I wanted, uh, I was like jonesing for a, uh, for one of these things and, and she got it for me. So this is the, this is, I didn't get the picture. I, because I, I deleted it. Hold on. I'm posting it. There we go. Mine is about that size. And there you can make like six burgers. Making those smash burgers, I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see. Okay. Now, of course, this looks like it's a brand new one that hasn't been seasoned because that grill, the, the flat top, is not black. Once it's black, it's seasoned. You have to get in there when you first buy it. There's a, there's a set of instructions that tell you how to season the grill. You have to wipe it down with oil and let the oil burn off. And then I think you got to throw some salt on there and then more they oil. Can and you know, you, they can rust, right, if you don't do that? They can rust, and you're not supposed to necessarily clean it too much with water. It's like a cast iron pan. Well, it's a, it's a cast iron top. But, um, but cast yeah, iron grill. it's a cast iron. So you're supposed to season it though every so often as well. Scrape uh, that joint down. Yep. You scrape yeah. it down, you put it down that little hole down there and it catches, uh, uh all the, the drippings and the, and the crap go into this little trough that all you got to do is dump out afterwards. And, um, uh, and yeah, I mean, does it splatter everywhere? Sure. But you know, who knows Tony, who knows Tony C. You might get one of these and, and like it and want to go into business for yourself. Tony sees burgers. <laughs> I'm slinging burgers through the neighborhood. Uh-huh. And then you've got this. Uh, and then just just because. Um, just because I want the comparison. Here is. Uh, here's a little breakfast action as well. If the damn thing will go. Oh, there it goes. Just a little breakfast action for you. Seems burgers. You know? And this one did, actually, in this picture, there's a couple of, uh, there's cheeseburgers, steaks, pancakes, bacon, and eggs. So you got a little bit of everything on this one. Less bread on there. No, I, th- I believe those are burgers. All the way at the end, huh? All the way. No, at the end, that those are steaks. So you can have some oh, steak and eggs. Oh, yeah, yeah, steak, yeah. yeah. That's restaurant size right now. Yeah, but uh, that's at somebody's house, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, that means they ain't going out to eat nothing. Nope. And, and when you, if you put in a video or something on YouTube and you watch these things in action, whoo, man, your mouth will start to salivate. Anyways. Oh. So, so that's good. You're you're looking at investing in your your the material of your uh, of the man side of your house, basically, like because your wife is not gonna grill. Your wife is not gonna do anything on the outdoor grill, griddle, or flat top, however we want to call it. My wife doesn't. Don't mind. Um, I apologize. You know it's. Uh... Smoothie Tuesday, man. Smoothie Tuesdays. Oh, it's Smoothie Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Wouldn't, wouldn't, right. wouldn't, wouldn't that sound better on a, on a Saturday or a Sunday? 
Mm-mm. That's why I eat bad on the weekends. So I got to do two two days during the week, Tuesday, Thursday, smoothies, and then rest of the week. Sure. I'm, I'm, be- I'm behaving up until Friday morning. What's in your smoothie? Oh, this uh, that's a lemonade, lemon, what twist, lemon strawberry twist with pineapple. Forty, forty ounce. So, uh, lots to talk about. Surfer, what about you? Anything interesting recently? Not, not nothing to talk about now. No. You sure? I don't know why. No, I'm just asking. I can't think of anything right now. Okay. So. Oh, man. Okay, so. I don't even know where to begin. uh, Because there's a lot to... There's a lot lot to unwrap here. Um... There are there are three big stories right now going on. Number one, and this is on the surfer side, the She-Hulk trailer was released earlier today. Oh yeah. Of course, surfer probably saw it several times over. No, but I watched it a couple of times, like because like the first time I watched it, I. The, the She-Hulk character looked a little cartoonish, and it, it looked like she was floating uh, above the uh, background in some scenes, and it made me think that maybe they weren't done working on it, mm-hmm. as far as the uh, effects. But, um, you know, they said it was going to be like an Alley and Bill type of uh, TV show. Okay. Uh, all right. So what's the, when is that coming on? After uh, yeah, it's coming the, out in August. The Miss Marvel, not yeah, yeah Miss Marvel. It's after Miss Marvel. Right, which is after Obi Wan Kenobi show, right? Yes. There you go. See, one thing about I commend Disney Plus about not liking, I give them credit. They have the Marvel Universe and the shows all lined up and ready to go. You can tell, I hate to say this, but I don't care. Somebody can be, think I'm racist. You can tell the, uh, you know, the Caucasian folk running that. It ain't like the Power Universe and the goddamn 50 Universe where stuff just come on, making arguments and to get mad and say you want to buy networks and all that. It's, it's better stru- it's, it's great structure over there. That's that's from stars, right? Yeah. Now come on now, you know stars don't have the money that Disney have. Well, it's not necessarily about the money; it's about the organization. And what I mean is, okay, there's no way Disney Plus is gonna bicker with. Um, Marvel about a show being renewed 
dude or whatever, like like Stars did with Fifty Cent, and Fifty got mad because they didn't renew, you know, the Power Book Two automatically. It took time. They took well. They should have took no time. He, I mean, he wasn't wrong, but they did anyway. He felt disrespected. So now we're not getting another power show until what September. You know, so, maybe, maybe, maybe I didn't know better growing up, but to me it used to seem like you didn't have like a season go by and you have to wait for them to hear word that they're renewing it for another season. You just automatically assume once the show came on, it was going to be on until they decided to cancel it. I get what you're saying. It's not like back when we was coming up, shows didn't really, they weren't really up in the air. You knew you was going to get at least, what, a couple seasons. You know, so yeah, you I mean, did. You're right about that. Yeah, I mean, you're like, so right about that. Like, I, I never like saw a show come on, and then it, it was rare, like it got canceled after like a season. But you figure like the show's on the second season, it's coming on a couple more before they might decide. All right, we're going to cancel it. We're not going to go any further. But now, but now a show goes by, and then you got to wait. Today, the network's announced what's being canceled. Right. And, like, uh, CW just, uh, just, yeah, they there's a bloodbath over a whole bunch of shows, yeah. They damn so yeah, did. but that happens every so often, doesn't it? No, but it no, didn't well, used to happen that often. Well, the thing is, now that, um, um, what's the name of that company bought out what time wanted, um, to stop Mm-hmm. The the guy in charge of Discovery, he's taking an axe to everything. Like two or three shows would be canceled on CW, right? That's 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 normal because you got new shows coming up. They done cancel like more than half a week's worth. Well, most of them, them superhero shows, sir. They saturated over there. With all them superhero shows. Like the more serious shows, like All American probably gonna get about, but they got renewed. The Homecoming, the spinoff of All American got renewed. So they get their second season, All American get five. They should be kicking, they should be happy as hell. The uh, Black Show got five seasons on CW. I mean, girlfriends got eight, but that was by the grace of God. So, I mean, they're approaching that. If they can get six to seven seasons, I mean, all American those all those people all American should be happy as hell. It used to be a show got got seven seasons, and then you were you were great. The black shows get like four or five. But now, I'm pissed at Fox because they canceled. Uh, it was a it was a nice, pretty good show called Our Kind of People. It had a good little storyline too, and they let. See, this is the that, thing that kills that's me. That's your fault. That's your fault. No, 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 no. no. I'll tell you why. But what I'm saying is, Surfer, how the hell you leave a show with a cliffhanger double A and Surfer 
and then it cancel it. It happens. Oh, oh, because it's, that's the most cancel not. Alright, listen. The showrunners, they, they, they make this show thinking they're gonna get renewed, but they don't always get worried of being canceled to after the season's over. Yeah. That happens a lot. And I think that's unprofessional. That that I mean, is well, the most unprofessional thing. That was um, that that was a big thing with uh, with Carol O'Connor. He vowed to never work for CBS again after they canceled Archie Bunker's place without a proper final episode, like to close out the the series. Right. You know, after being on the air for fourteen years, and they can't they canceled that they canceled in the middle of the summer. And um, and after that happened, he vowed to never work for the network again. And he you, did. You, you would think you would think CBS would give Carol kind of respect to say, "All right, we're going not going to give you another season, but we're going to give you like a a finale, you know, a two hour finale." The like, thing is, is that the people that um, greenlit the show, the president was not the same president when the show got canceled. So when yeah. whenever there's a change of an, uh, change in administration, Man, yeah. you know shit like that happens. But Tony see the reason why I say it's your fault because you're dealing with Fox and Fox. That's all they do is cancel shows. If it's not an animated series of some kind or some reality show, it gets canceled. And Fox, they ain't trying to do these scripted shows anyway. They just uh, want the reality shows and the little Sunday cartoons. Thing. That show would do good on um and, and, and the sports. Uh, on like if Oprah picks up that show, I think it would have legs and have a nice, a real good audience, man. But you know what though? In in the entire year, in all the years, in the thirty years plus thirty five at this point, that Fox has been on the air as a network. How many big? Outside of the animated shows, how many big hits have they really had? Not that many. What, 90210? Melrose Plays, Party of Five. Melrose Plays, yeah. And, 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 married, and Married with Children. The rest yeah, of the yeah. shows, they've, they've never lasted more than a year or two. Yeah. I just yeah, I think, man, one season ain't enough. One season is not enough. Yeah, there's, there's things you gotta remember. Don't pick your hopes up on a Fox show. Yeah. Oh, Don't no, pick I your hopes up. There was there was a show Don't. that John Goodman was in, and I forgot the name of the show. I think it was called Normal Ohio or some shit like that. He was on this show. He was a uh, he played a uh, a gay father that he had come out out of the closet late in life. It was a comedy show. It was a pretty funny show. Only lasted like two or three episodes because the show was so good and it was so well written. He got nominated for a, uh, I don't know if it was an Emmy or a Golden Globe or something like that. They said, I think I'm the only person to have ever won an award for being on a canceled show. You know, because they did like, and on top of that, they air a lot of these shows, especially on Fox. They they tape the season. They put the season in the can long before the premiere, and then they air two or three episodes, and they cancel after the third episode, and the rest of the shows never make it make it to air. Yeah, 
sorry, don't trust NBC with anything science fiction. So that shit will be canceled after a season. If Family Guy got renewed for twenty one season twenty one over there. Well, look, you that, was, that was a show that got canceled at one time. Yeah, and they brought it back. I remember. I remember. They were off the air for like two or three years. Yeah. When you have powerhouses like Family Guy and uh, Simpsons over there, I mean, you can have runway. You should have runway then. You know what I'm saying? They try to give other shows a longer run. Because, you know, everybody, you know, they're going to make, they get their eyes. So, and, and, and the only other shows that had long runs on uh, on Fox are shows that not everybody watched all the time. You watched it when the mood struck. Cops and America's Most Wanted. And those were on the weekend, like Saturday night. Saturday night. That was Saturday's. Uh, that was Fox's uh, Saturday lineup. And then I don't know if that was. I don't know if that was network program as opposed to. No, that was that know. was the network. The network aired. Um, America's Most Wanted, and and uh, it was a, there was a big scuttle, but when Fox canceled America's Most Wanted, I remember. And then they brought oh, yeah. it, and then they brought it back on the air after the backlash from the audience. But nowadays, even when you, you got to cancel show, you know Netflix may pick it up. So if if there's enough demand for a show that for Netflix to pick it up, they'll, they'll they may pick it I up. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have faith in this, a lot of shows that yeah. making the switch. This is, what, this is what gets up on my skin too. The fact that Viacom on like if B every black show to get canceled should be able to go to BET. And BET Plus. <laughs> well. I mean, I'm just being honest. I mean, or oh, oh, oh. Because. Oh, Oprah doesn't know how to, how to run a television network. Come on. You got to take care of your own, man. They, they do it. That's all I'm saying. Squeeze it in over that day-long marathon on Saturdays of Good Times on TV One. Yeah. All the... But see, the thing is, they're not owned by, you know, brother, you know, black. At the end of the day, that's why I don't understand. It don't make sense. They keep the name to keep people drawn in. But at the end of the day, like that show, like I said, it's good enough to be on a BET Plus or even BET. But no. Oh, you got Tyler Perry over there flooding the market with all of his shows. That's because he probably, he probably got into a pissing match with TBS. That's the only reason why, because that's where he was originally. Right. Right. He had the House of Pain over there. He had a, and, he had a uh, few a shows. shows. Yeah. Right. But, you know, that's, that's what really irks my, irk gets up on my skin. About, and, that, and then some shouldn't even be in, be in question. Like, you know Connors was in question? I see, I'm behind on the, on my episodes there, but like, I, look, I don't know, I don't watch um, Law & Order SVU, but that show's been on for 20-something years, and I can't, I'm, like, I'm thinking to myself, haven't they run out of storylines by now? You know? You think, but no. 
Well, I didn't think Kanye would be along, be around so much longer after the whole Roseanne debacle. Because I mean, it's it's they, interesting to see how the family survives without her. And it's an ensemble show now, versus centered around basically her. How many seasons do you need for them to to see that they 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 are, they are living their lives and they have moved on? But no. The thing is, is that they are they are doing enough. They're doing the right stories, and I thought the whole thing about getting Dan remarried to uh, yep. what's her face was was you know was a good story in itself, and mm-hmm. uh, the way they did it, the whole it's Becky having a baby, and it was all done well. Right. So I mean, that's that's one of the best shows on ABC. I don't understand how the Wonder that Wonder Years show got a second season. I ain't heard nobody talk good about that show. I talked horrible about it on the premiere. That's what I'm saying, and it got renewed quick for a second season. <laughs> they they could change your mind now that Fred Savage is, uh, you know. Oh yeah, you can run now, telling people to come to his office and shit like that. Um. I'm glad Abbott Elementary got picked up for a second. Abbott Elementary was funny, man. Yes. Best show on network TV. Best comedy on network TV. It's an office type. It's, yeah. it's, smart. it's smart and funny. Think, think double A the office meets a school. Okay. And, and it's very, very funny. You know? That's the only show I watch on. Oh, in uh, the rookie, yeah. I don't know if they got renewed. I, I don't. Heard bl- I don't believe they have. But they got a spinoff. The spinoff. The spinoff is getting. You know, what I'm saying the whole the first season. Uh, with Nisi Nash and uh, a couple people. But you mean tell me they haven't said anything about the rookie being renewed? Let me see here. I'm looking here. Oh, the series was renewed for a fifth season back in March. Okay, so it is season five. Good, good. And and one thing about that show, when all the controversy with cops and stuff, they weren't scared to go there with it. So that's why you know, saying I commend that show. It's it's all you know, cause showing us and it's now the only thing I don't know how long it's gonna last on Sunday nights at ten o'clock. Well, oh, I'm sorry, don't interrupt, but um, little uh, election uh, notice: Doctor Oz is not winning in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, <laughs> so no, Who's but chick? Uh, no, McCormick. He's like he is the uh, standard. Republican was in charge of the of the uh, legislator for uh, Pennsylvania, and now he's running for governor. No, I mean he's running for um, the Senate now. But all of them going to get beat by Fetterman in um, in the in the uh, in November. Fetterman, so long- but he, he's a Democrat. Yeah, he was the lieutenant governor. That, and, is he uh, the one that had the stroke Friday? Yep. Man, come on. He, he gonna win after having a stroke. There it is. Well, 
The people he's running against. People he's running against this guy named Kinda Lamb. He's too much of a corporate Democrat, and people see through him. He tries to act like he's for the people. He's not, and people see it. And then the brother who was running, you know, electing a gay black man. This state, this state has too much. Oh no, no, this state. Would be progressive, sir. No, this not. I don't. I'm not saying I got a problem with him. This state has too much Alabama in it to elect him as senator. They say with Pennsylvania, you have Philly, Pittsburgh, and Alabama in the middle. Oh, wait a minute, sir. If that guy wins that, if the Democrat wins that Senate seat in, in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and somehow Warnock wins in Georgia, yeah. that means they can deem the Dems would gain two more seats, right? Well, Right now, they would gain one seat. But I'm uh, saying if Warn, okay, okay, because Warnock would hold on to his right, 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 right. Right. They would gain one the, seat. Y'all, y'all live here in Georgia, cause, cause y'all. We ain't Florida. Georgia. <laughs> we saying, ain't, so don't put this on us. No, let me finish. Talk to your neighbors, man. Make sure they don't vote for uh, Herschel Walker, because hey, man. that's all. Listen, he was one of my heroes. When he was in college, the man was was he, or he one of the greatest college players ever. But the man's a blizzard idiot. Hey, if those people in was that Fulton County and up there in Savannah area, if they don't come out, you know what's gonna happen. You know what it. You know what it is. You know the demographics in some somewhere like Georgia, Atlanta. First of all, first of all, they wouldn't even ran Herschel Walker if Raphael Warner hadn't won. They 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 do that all the time. If a black person wins a seat, the Republicans turn around and try to run a black person against them. Hey, that's all it's gonna take. So they would have to hold on to that seat, win that one in Pennsylvania, then they got to Ohio. If if old boy Ryan can win in Ohio. Then that deems cinema and um, that will cancel out cinema and mansion. If my math is right. Because I don't think they're the only ones holding up the the progress. They are. No, they're the ones out in front. But when they voted for $15 minimum wage and eight Democrats said no, that's all I need to know. Well, yeah, that'll tell us. See, but you, I think we'll get a way better picture. The real will have to come out if you get those two as obsolete. You know what I'm saying? Oh, now you can't like, just blame it. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, right now. Oh, uh, Carthorne might lose his uh, seat. Oh, in Carolina? Yeah. Well, they've been trying to get rid of him. Yeah, because he exposed the state secrets. Talking about the orgies in the, in the bluff. And the cocaine party, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, can't, you can't be... You, you, you. Those Republicans, when they want to get you, they can be vicious as hell. 
Uh, all this stuff coming out about this man now, all that was always there. But he stepped on the wrong toes. Yeah, he did. I mean, there's a video of him thrusting his his nuts in another man's face. And you're talking about he was just playing around? He in the wheelchair. Oh man, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not thrusting my nuts in anybody's face and going and play around that way. And nobody's playing around with me that way. <laughs> and before we get into double A sex story, can we talk? Can we talk about the uh, that that crazy white dude parents who say COVID was the cause of killing people? Hey man. If COVID gonna be the defense for everything, I mean, he get off. I'm telling you, you gonna see a whole lot of other people doing crazy shit and blaming on COVID. He's not, he not getting off. He's no, not I'm just getting saying. Off. I'm just saying. They better not let him get off. And you gonna see brothers start killing people and be like, "Yeah, it's COVID. It's COVID made me do it." Yeah, I hate you, so I killed you. <laughs> COVID made me do it. You know what I'm saying? I know it's sad, you know, when people lose their life, whatever. But yeah. you know, you know how low you got to be to blame damn a virus. Come on, people. Come on, people. Come on, people. All right. So with that. Let's talk about some of the wrestling stuff now, because there's a lot going on. And we're going to start with number one, and that is Ric Flair will be joining up with FTR, and they will be facing the Rock and Roll Express and a mystery partner, which is reportedly set to be Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Rick, oh, Rick Flair at 73 years old will be in a in a match and this is a part of uh one of the events of Starcast 5 and here's um there's so much surrounding this right now um they're not going to happen cuz somebody dies in the ring so here is uh Let's see here. Here we go. This is from Starcast. Let's see if there's any vocals to this. Okay. They are. Uh, it's just a. It's just a musical video. Well, anyways, long story short. There are going to be a lot of uh, things. It's a Jim Crockett Promotions event, supposedly. Ric Flair's last... Well, Jim Crockett's dead, but it's the promotion promoting the event. And, like I said, Flair will be teaming with FTR, and they will be going up against... Um, the Rock and Roll Express. So, here's the thing. 
Here's a statement from Conrad, because I'm sure Conrad, the son-in-law of Ric Flair, pushed this along. Conrad is a whore. He's a horrible person. He thinks he's the the messiah of the wrestling industry. And um, it's ridiculous. This is what he said on Jeff Jarrett's podcast, because there's 5 million podcasts that Conrad controls. Once upon a time, the, rest, the, in the, the greatest wrestling re- weekend of my life was ECW One Night Stand, because ECW went away with a whimper. I mean, there was no final show. We really didn't get to say goodbye, at least there, at least with the last Nitro, we knew it was the last Nitro. But for Jim Crockett promotion, it went away. In a perfect world, there would have been a one-night stand version of that 30 years ago, but it didn't happen. I'm sad that Jim Crockett Jr. won't be here to see it, but David Crockett and as many of the Crockett's that we can get will be on hand to celebrate one last run, one last match, not just for the Nature Boy, but for Jim Crockett Promotions. We've licensed the music. It's going to look and feel just like it did way back when in the mid-80s. The Nature Boy is going to walk that aisle one last time. I know there's been some pushback and people who are all of a sudden very concerned about Ric Flair's well-being. I wonder if those are the same folks who are clamoring for The Undertaker to have one more match, or if they felt about Vince McMahon wrestling at WrestleMania or Jerry Lawler wrestling every other weekend. It's not uncommon in Tennessee for these Tennessee boys to strut around. And by the way, Tennessee is the birthplace of Ric Flair. How fun is it that it's come full circle with Jim Crockett promotion and that him in one more last match? Let me say that I'm smarter than I look. We've got some fun ideas for the show, and I think naysayers are going to come around, and they're going to like this idea. Now, Conrad is delusional. Absolutely delusional. He's comparing Ric Flair to The Undertaker, who, by the way, are almost 20 years apart in age. Okay, Undertaker is in his 50s. And if Undertaker were to come out of retirement to have one more match right now, it's unlikely there are going to be people clamoring, over, uh, upset over the Undertaker's health and why he's wrestling. They're going to... Listen, let me finish. They're going to question why the Undertaker is wrestling, period. Not because of his health. Ric Flair is 73 years old. And I, and I get it. Flair may be in shape to work the match. And he probably won't work too hard in the match. There's been videos that have been released over the last couple of weeks of him training with Jay Lethal. And they've been fun and entertaining to watch. But that was a training session. To get in there and have a full-blown match is lunacy, number one. And Ric Flair had a major, not small, major health scare five years ago that left him in a coma for three weeks. We all forget that, right? Not to mention, Ricky Steamboat had a heart attack. Because of a, because of, uh, of a spot that happened on Raw. 
He he didn't have a heart attack. He had an aneurysm. Luckily, it didn't you know burst in his head. Still, look, look. I, if you're going to tell me they're going to sit down and play some uh, some video game wrestling, okay. I ain't even up for watching it. I don't want to see these old people put their health and life on the line to get into the ring. And it's going to be on pay-per-view. And it is going to be on June... I don't remember the exact date. It's sometime in June. I believe it's the first weekend in June. You know, at, at some point, at some point, you gotta just, you gotta, you gotta, they gotta say no to these people. And I mean, like, listen, I, I remember Ali, he didn't want to stop boxing. They had to say no to him, because he would get into the ring and get his brains beat in. And he kept coming out there. This you gotta is, say no to these old people. Somebody's gotta stop Conrad Thompson, right. to be honest with you. Because he is overtaking the wrestling world and and not in a good way. Okay? Ridiculous that he was able to convince Flair to do this. Now, there's a... There's a... There's a... There's a... probably wanting to do this for a while, though. But still... Common sense is you don't put your 73-year-old father-in-law with health issues in a wrestling ring. No, I still can go. You still can go. Now, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a sidebar to this story because there's another part to this story that is making headlines and has been gaining a lot of traction. Chris Cruz, when he heard about this, has been trying to get a hold of the various athletic commissions to not allow licensing for Flair to wrestle in the state athletic commissions where you still need a license to wrestle. And he's been in contact with various commissions. His first commission that he contacted was the state of Maryland. And I don't know if Tennessee still has an athletic commission that controls wrestling, but if there is... You best be sure that Chris Cruz has already contacted them. He doesn't want something happen. Look, the likelihood of something happening to Ric Flair probably slim to very slim. I'm not saying, but we're trying to protect him. And just because and just because Jerry Lawler is wrestling every weekend does not make it right. You know, we can only talk about Jerry Lawler for so much. So, yeah, yeah. why is he still wrestling? I mean, and yeah, look, I don't know if it's just you got too many wives you got to pay off or what. No, the same thing with Flair. No, Flair, Flair's got money issues. Jerry Lawler, I just saw a video of him touring his mansion that he did like two months ago on YouTube. So no, Jerry Lawler's not crying for money at all. The thing is, he's got that syndrome that he can't get get this business out of him and stop wrestling. I don't know well, what what Rick Flair or Ricky Steamboat is smoking that he's wrestling. 
I mean, it was sad that Ricky Steamboat was forced into retirement in 1994, but when Ricky retired, he didn't try to start wrestling again. Ricky had his first match in wrestling 13 years after he retired. Or more. 13, he was 2009. 15 years had passed that Ricky Steamboat didn't have a wrestling match. This, and and just because it went well for Ricky Steamboat, which it went amazing, but Ricky didn't have health issues. Flair has had health issues. This makes no sense at all. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And this is not because it's not a WWE thing. Ric Flair has no business wrestling. I don't care for what promotion it's for. Anyways, in other news, Tammy Sitch, Sonny, is back in jail. Her bond got revoked, and uh, she's in the she's in the pokey. And she got into a shouting match with Don Tony and Kevin Castle. Well, primarily Don Tony. And uh, he, no, out when she was out. Well, she was out on bond, and um, they had a they had a they had a pretty visible tirade back and forth on Twitter. And um, but yeah, her bond is revoked, and she's back in the pokey, and hopefully she doesn't get out because and there's a call for her to be removed uh, from the WWE Hall of Fame. So. Because she gets into trouble? Huh? Because she gets into trouble? No, because she killed somebody for driving without a license drunk. And she doesn't change her ways. And she continues to to just be a detriment to humanity and a drain on society. Tony Khan released this past week the new logo for Ring of Honor and it looked like the... uh, the logo for TBS, but he's already since, after the backlash of the fans, there's already a new prototype for a new Ring of Honor logo, and I could have done a better job on Photoshop. That's all I can say. Uh, oh. yeah. um, Alexa Bliss debuted, returned last week, and debuted yesterday with a brand new, or debuted a brand new theme song. For those of you that missed it, here it is. Like a TNA theme song. 
lot of people were saying that it was sounded like an Avril Lavigne type thing. So, I don't know. It's all right for her. It's okay. For her, it's okay. I know the one better. Oh, of course. So do I. I loved her. Uh, her old theme song it was such a good song. This one, uh, not not the dark one. This one. is a good song but of course you know it's a CFO song and WWE doesn't like using CFO stuff now so oh man anyways now for the lead story okay Last night, 20, well, go 20 ahead. years in the making. 20 years in the making. And I want to take you back to 20 years ago to start this off. It was Atlanta, Georgia, okay? Monday night, June 10th, 2012. The advertised main event for that show was a King of the, King of the Ring qualifier match. Brock Lesnar against Stone Cold Steve Austin. The match didn't take place because Stone Cold walked out. He took his ball and went home. Let me take you back in time. I want to play you a little bit. and We've played this before, but it's worth playing again. Let's take you back 20 years ago to hear the side of Jim Ross and Vince McMahon. This aired on Confidential uh, that Saturday, which was on June 15th. Steve, lay that lay it all on the line here. Give us the bottom line. What's your I'll mindset, and how are you feeling about everything that's going on with the Raw brand? Uh, bottom line is everything sucks. I'm not happy with the direction Stone Cold Steve Austin's going. I ain't happy with the direction Stone Company's going. I think the writing has been pretty uh, substandard. I'll go on better now. It's been piss poor. I guess if that pisses some people off, then that's just the way it is. Well, again, you know, we I always... think it could have been a hell of a lot better creative than it's been going on. It's, it's, it's pretty as a matter of fact, and I ain't been having what I've been doing before WrestleMania or after WrestleMania as we speak presently. Well, do you feel like there are movements, that there's progress, like things are going to change? Who knows? Hell, I'm over here in, in uh, San Antonio, Texas, or up here in Stanford, Connecticut, and, uh, you know, hell, I'm still happy to be a part of the World Wrestling Federation. Love my job. But the bottom line is, creative could be a hell of a lot better than it is. That's, that's Stone Cold, who's, uh, again, like I said, the most demanding. You know, of, of anyone I've ever worked with, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, sometimes rightfully so. Uh, and but at the same time, there's you know he he's reduced to simply you know uh, producing, I suppose, gold albums as opposed to platinum ones at the moment. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't know. To take your point of view, you know whether or not uh, someone gets sour on the creative, and then and can he take that and turn it into. Uh, you know something better. I think he can. I think Austin does have that ability. At the same time, you know he he needs some decent material to work with too. So it's a combination of things. It's WWE Raw in Atlanta, Georgia. Stone Cold Steve Austin did not show up. Austin, for whatever reason, was hell bent on not showing. He got on the plane 
and went home. He took his ball and went home, and obviously, I'm pissed off. He was the lead performer advertised to be at that event in a major venue, and he didn't fulfill his obligations. He decided to go home, and that's wrong. I had a phone call from JR, uh, who's in charge of talent relations, uh, at about 10 o'clock, 10.30 Sunday night, informing me that Austin was not terribly excited about his, uh, the creative that we had set for him on Monday. He uh, mentioned on a Sunday that, you know, he wanted things changed or he wasn't coming to work. And I said, you know, that's not the way you handle your problems. It's not the way you do business. It's not the way we do business. And uh, so I asked him to talk to Vince. He said no. And I said, well, how come? And, you know, he just, uh, there was a, just a lot of aversion there. He, uh, he just was very uncomfortable about uh, talking to the owner of the company about his issues. He has never been in the past until the last few months. I then immediately called Austin on the cell phone uh, and told him no matter what hour, you know, it was when he got this message to call me. So about two o'clock in the morning, he called me. So that would, that began my Monday. I went through the entire creative process with him, explained how this was good for him and good for the company, uh, and he said, all right. So in any event, uh, not that I needed his approval, but it's always important when you're working with talent for them to buy into what it is you're trying to do because they feel a lot better about it. They feel a part of the creative process, and that was what I attempted to do and thought I had done. When I got to the uh, uh, Phillips Arena in Atlanta on Monday, uh, I was informed that uh, through our travel service that he had made independently made a call and uh, booked himself and his wife uh, flights home. He tried to do this in a way that no one would even know that he wasn't going to be at the event. At that point, I started calling him again and left several messages and finally got through to him, and I think he was boarding the plane because I heard the flight attendants talking with him and, how you doing, and I heard him setting a seat. And so, uh, you know, we had a very frank conversation. Uh, he made a mistake. He screwed up, and he had no business going home. I did most of the talking in that conversation. Uh, the other conversations that he and I have had over these issues the last two or three weeks, he's done most of the talking. And I'd, I got, uh, I'd listened long enough. He had done this once before, and it, both myself and JR and others had the conversation, you can't ever walk off the job like this. That's the only unpardonable sin, perhaps, that there is in our business, because fans are expecting to see you. And when you don't show, it's, it's the worst thing that can happen. So we had the history of this happening the day after WrestleMania. I just chalked up the fact that he was burned out. That's what he said. I had to take him, uh, you know, for, for face value. It's not the Stone Cold that I know. Uh, and it hurts. Because he made a big mistake. No, he didn't admit he made a mistake. I said it to him more than once. I told him to get his ass off the airplane and come to work. Face the man eye to eye, go into a closed room. I would be there if, if I was asked or needed or was wanted and would help expedite a conversation to settle these issues. And then at the end of that conversation, if we were, were not able to come to uh, a mutual understanding and clear the air, then he should get his ass home and stay home. He made the biggest mistake of his professional career.
from a personal standpoint, a business standpoint, I look into the mirror firstly when things like this happen and say, what could I have done, you know, to have changed it? What could I have done, you know, to not to have this happen? And I don't know that answer. I'll accept whatever blame that I can put on myself in terms of lack of communication or whatever. But when someone won't speak to you, when someone won't come to work and discuss intelligently, you know, how to get out of something, my hands are tied then. And heretofore, in whatever disagreement he and I ever had, we always sat down and always worked it out. And we always saw each other's point of view. And it always worked that way. But when someone won't sit down with you, they refuse to show up, they've screwed you. Being senior vice president of talent relations and being Stone Cold's friend was, a, I guess, a, theoretically a conflict of interest. That's my fault. You know, Vince talked about looking in the mirror. You know, I got no problem looking in the mirror. I'm the guy that's responsible for talent. Me. If you can't solve a problem, you eliminate it. Stone Cold eliminated himself from the issue without giving us a chance to solve his problem. He took himself out of the game. Vince McMahon didn't. JR didn't. Jim Ross didn't. Steve Williams took Stone Cold and put him in San Antonio. And so I'm, uh, you know, I'm taking, I'm going to take a lot of responsibility for this deal. And there's going to be a lot of things written, you know, half the crap you read's wrong. You know, didn't want to do this, didn't want to do that. You know, people with this active imaginations that are trying to stir crap. The bottom line is, he's got some issues that uh, maybe someday will be revealed. Maybe that someday will really be explored by, by the public. Because that's what the public wants. That's why I'm doing this interview now. They want to know. And, quite frankly, this company wouldn't be here today or where it is today without our fans. And on that night, there were kids in Stone Cold shirts. There were people there that had posters. Those fans had made him a very, very wealthy man. You know, when you have an investment uh, like we made in Stone Cold Steve Austin, it was a tremendous investment. Hours and hours of hard work you know, uh, on his part as well as ours. Uh, I don't know, you can't calculate, uh, really, you know, the, the loss of this investment for the long term. 10 years from now, Austin would not have been in the ring. But 10 years from now, Stone Cold Steve Austin, as a part of World Wrestling Entertainment, would have been making speeches, personal appearances, and things of that nature. He would always be Stone Cold Steve Austin. And uh, so the, the investment that, that we've made is just, he just took it and, and, and flushed it down the toilet. This is a very unique business. I think that maybe sometimes the uh, things that go on behind the scenes are, are more intriguing and more thought-provoking than well, what we, uh, what we uh, broadcast. Uh, I don't know what his uh, problems are. I don't know why that uh, someone that could be uh, the biggest name in the history of sports entertainment say, I'm not going to come to work. I'm, I'm going to turn my back on the people that have helped me because I'm pissed off because I'm unhappy, because I just can't take it anymore. And I'm not big on psychologists and getting on the couch time, and i got to have a sabbatical, and i got to have quiet time, and all that bull you got A man's a man, and he's always been a man's man. He was the first man in the building. He was the last man to leave. And why all of a sudden uh, we, we, we can't be trusted? And the people that have spent hours and hours with him on a lot of tough situations, let me tell you, a lot of tough personal situations, uh, we're not trustworthy now. We're, I'm going to go home. And uh, I'm very disappointed. I'm damn sure disappointed. Uh, he's been in my home many, many times. I've been in his home many times. I was the only person in this company invited to his wedding. 
I felt that to be a very big privilege. I felt honored to be there and would do it again. Uh, but, you know, we got to reevaluate where we are as human beings, as Jim Ross and Steve Williams, not good old J.R. with a black hat, which I'm not wearing today because I'm not good old J.R. And Steve Williams, my friend, that's been affected. And I'd like to see it someday put back to where it was. But I don't know, from, in God's name, how that's going to happen. Because I don't know when I'm going to see him. I don't know when he's going to want to communicate. And I don't know what's wrong with him. I don't know how you could just turn your back and go home. I couldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I don't care how bad things are. We've all done things here that we're uncomfortable doing. I've had, I've had pig poured all over me in a, a pig pen. I've kissed Mr. McMahon's ass. I've been beat up by a woman. I've had a lot of things happen here. But it's because we're trying to entertain people. Because it was a thing that we all believed was a thing to do in that program. And we did it. Because it's a team effort. You win here as a team and you lose here as a team. But you don't just turn your back and say, I'm, I'm not going to do this. I'm going home. So I, maybe someday the real story is going to come out as to why he made this decision. Only he knows. I don't know. I'm personally hurt. Uh, Steve uh, was a friend of mine. I have no idea what motivation, what could possibly motivate him just to, to walk off the job like a child and take his ball and go home. Yeah, I'm angry about it. At the same time, from a professional level, um, I always feel that, you know, that I have failed when something like this happens. Because I always thought that I went the extra mile for Stone Cold. Uh, you know, more than anyone, perhaps, I've ever worked with. I always thought that, that, that I'd been over backwards for him. And, and this hurts. But he did what he did, knowing the consequences. And this is not a publicity stunt. This is, you know, something that unfortunately is sad. And, and, and that's what we're confronted with. This is, this is sad. Uh, and just walking off, he spits in the face of everyone whoever supported him spits in the face of everyone in this organization who helped him become the talent that he is. It's, it's sad. Whenever there's hardship, uh, whenever something occurs in life you, you don't expect, those who are the survivors try to take something negative and turn it into something positive. That's what we've always done here in World Wrestling Entertainment. Where there's an opportunity like there is now. There, Austin was a huge superstar. As such, he meant so much to our company, yet without him here, uh, notwithstanding the, the devastating effect on our company, it makes room for other stars now to go to the top. It's time now for the players to play. Uh, we're going to find out who are going to be main event level stars. I believe we have a lot of uh, potentially great ones. And we have some established stars that need to put, get, get back at the top of their game, too. Uh, but it's going to create opportunity. And I think that the, the benefactors of it will be our fans because they're going to see new situations, new rivalries, new stars given opportunities to live their dream just exactly like Stone Cold Steve Austin lived his dream in this company. I, I think uh, the WWE is going to be just fine. I hope Steve Williams is going to be just fine. The door is not open for him to return, and, and I'll tell you why. Because, again, I, I have a, a responsibility to our stockholders, a responsibility to our fans, and I, too, have to look in the mirror. 
And when someone walks out on you without even telling you, as he did the day after WrestleMania, and I chalked that up to burnout, and all of a sudden they do it again. And especially when, when I talked to that person that same day, that the morning of that same day, and they intentionally walk out with not informing you or anybody else in the organization that they're not going to be there, then as a businessman, how could I trust that person to come back and build him up again and then what, just so we can walk out for the third time? So I never say never in this business, but I, I don't know how I could do business with you. I just don't know how everybody could trust him because what's going to happen the next bump in the road? You know, you're going to go home again? And I think that goes for anybody on our roster. If you don't want to be a part of the team and take this company to the promised land, you should take your ass home. Don't waste anybody's time. Pack your bag and go. But be professional enough to do it the right way. I got kicked in the guts. I was sick all day Monday. I was physically ill. You're damn right. Hell to me, it was John Wayne. He never, never retreated. He broke his damn neck and fought back to come back and be the top guy here. That's guts, conviction, belief in what he does for a living. He's gone through a hor hor horrendous divorce, injuries, personal problems in that regard, and came back and pulled the wagon. Then all of a sudden, the wagon got too heavy in his mind's eye, and he went home. It, it, it's, it, it's like, it'd be like John Wayne becoming a coward in a big fight. He never saw it happen. He'd never see it coming. And I didn't see this coming. And it hurt me. So, you know, most people probably won't give a damn about that. Because I'll be back on TV Monday night, kicking ass, because I love my job. Where are without Stone Cold? Would it be better if he was there? Yes. Stone Cold ain't going to be on Raw Monday night. Stone Cold ain't going to be on Raw again, as far as I know. Now, to go back to something that Vince McMahon said, that this is now an opportunity for new stars to be brought, you know, to, to make new stars. That was June 15th that that program aired. On June 22nd, so seven days later, actually, no, I take that back, June 27th, so 12 days later, somebody by the name of John Cena made his WWE debut. So, there was fallout of Stone Cold leaving and it ultimately did affect the WWE in a big way. Now, that's Stone Cold, right? Big deal. That's a that's a huge, uh, it was a huge thing when it happened. I just want to say before you move on, I mean, he did have a legitimate gripe about the, what was going on of that match. Right. Yeah. Now, should he have done what he did? No. No. But him facing Brock Lesnar in the first round in the in the final. Yeah, and not only that, 
squash. Not only that, RVD faced them in the final. Now, let's and just keep this in mind. What that's June was four months ago. He was in the main event fighting for the uh, undisputed title. So obviously he hadn't fell from grace. That you know what I'm saying. 120 days. Mm-hmm. So I mean he wasn't lying about that. Now I want to take you. I'm only gonna play a little bit here. Um. This was The Rock came back, came back early, and he had this to say. Grandfather, my grandfather, the late high chief Peter Maivia, who started his career right here in the Bay Area. To my dad, my dad's soul man, Rocky Johnson, all the way down to the most electrifying man in sports and entertainment. The fact of the matter is this. Austin can take his ball and go home. But as far as the Rock is concerned, as far as I'm concerned, this, this is home. So that was June 17th. Um, the following week and you know we didn't see Stone Cold for six months so Stone Cold came back ultimately had to retire due to a neck injury and and so on now I got a question about that whole thing though yeah with The Rock coming back he said to come back to do the thing at Vengeance I take it right he was set to come back and do the three way. I think he was set. I think he was set to come back around the, to, to to do the build for SummerSlam, not to do the, the the build for Vengeance. I think what happened was because his. I don't think so because he his advance his return was pushed up. Right, and then he showed up. But then again, you know what? Hold on. You're you're right. Hold on. Let me see here. Let me see, yeah, he's supposed to come back in July, like July the 11th. Yeah. Let me see. He said, he said, here we go. Here we go. You see, Vince McMahon, if you're really serious about moving on, well, The Rock will do you one better. Not only does The Rock want to move on, but he wants to move up. So The Rock will tell you what, The Rock is scheduled to return July 11th on SmackDown. But guess what? Newsflash change of plans. This Sunday, The Rock, King of the Ring. What? Oh, God, the Rock! The Rock to the King of the Ring, King! This Sunday, The Rock, back to the King of the Ring! Yeah, maybe he was in the build for, for Vengeance. Right. So, um, Stone Cold, uh, Stone Cold <laughs> retired and everything, and then that was that. So, here we are. Fast forward to last night, May sixteenth, two thousand twenty-two, Richmond, Virginia, or sorry, Norfolk, Virginia. Oh, they was at the scope last. They were night. in the scope, sold out. Man, I, 
The advertised main event was a six-pack challenge. The winner to face uh, Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship at Hell in a Cell. The contenders of the match were Becky Lynch, Asuka, Um, Nikki A.S.H. Right? Dewdrop, Sasha Banks, and Naomi. Supposedly, at some point during the course of the day, the creative was told to the group and it did not sit well with one uh, one half of the women's tag team champions and decided that they were not going to do business and ultimately hold on they ultimately they ultimately decided as a team the tag team champions ultimately decided as a team to say, screw this, we're not doing this, and here are your belts, and we're leaving. And they walked out of they the building. The they left the belts. You remember JJ? You could take those tag team belts that seem to have become very important to you and leave them on my desk. The choice is up to you. Um, so. Okay. I wanted to ask you now. They have a legit gripe because well, they're the tag team champion. Well, I think. Okay, let me let me let me hear what your side, what you think. You know, is 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 a good grievance because I can tell you why. Probably it's not, but go ahead. Why would you have tag team champions in a match? Well, one of them have to lose, and then that basically is going to start friction between, lead the friction between the team. It was on screen, you know what I'm saying? And they they got a real good vibe. Like I would say the same thing if it was RK Bro, like or or the Usos even. Those are the good team. Okay. You need good tag teams. Okay. Why are you trying to? You know what I'm saying? You could have picked two other women in that spot. Okay. So, for those of you that don't know or are not fully aware of the story, the creative that was set was that Naomi was to win this match and ultimately face Bianca for the championship. Okay? That's that's supposedly the creative that was set in place. But why waste the why waste the women's tag team champion? Wait, so so let's 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 see something here, okay? How many times over the course of history have there been a quote unquote world champion be also the tag team champion? There's been several instances of that happening. Yeah. But usually the world champion 
acquires the tag team title. It's not the tag team champ. It's not them being a tag team champion acquiring the world title. But if we take you back in time to about two years ago, one of the hottest feuds, or not feuds, but hottest teams in wrestling, in all of wrestling, they were, they had that exact scenario. And ironically involves one of the two people involved in this situation. Sasha Banks and Bailey were the women's tag team champions, and Bailey was the women, the SmackDown women's champion. All right, what did they do when they put all the belts on both women? Did they allow that to breathe and, and let that storyline go forward? No. No. But Bailey remained the women's champion for a long period of time while they retained the tag team titles. Sasha only had the Raw women's title for a short period of time. Right, but what was the point of all that? There was no point to all that. It was just a good storyline. But my point, hear me out though. Hear me out with with what I'm where I'm going with this. So you're going to tell me, okay? You're going to tell me. Let's let's think let's think this through logically. If somebody comes up to you, okay, Tony C, you're you and I are the. World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions. Okay? And we've been the Tag Team Champions for a couple of months. Okay? And Vince came up to you and said, Tony C, I want you to have a world title match in a couple of weeks on pay-per-view. Are you going to get angry about that? Or are you going to take the opportunity? Um, am I going to win it? We don't know yet. See, that, that's, a, that's a key factor into the team. Is you it? You know what I'm saying? In my, is it? In my eyes. Absolutely. You because I've, okay, there's okay. several the instances in, is. there's several instances in history of a tag team wrestler getting a world title match and nothing happened to the tag team. So okay, my next question would probably be if I'm not winning it and this is a six pack challenge. No, I forget about that it's a six pack ta- challenge. I'm telling you, I'm giving you a world title match in 2 weeks on pay-per-view. And and I don't have to mess with my um Basically, because I was under the impression they were going to have Sasha beat her or vice versa. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Basically, weaken the tag team mm-hmm. titles. Mm-hmm. But, but you still haven't answered my question. You still haven't answered my question. I'm giving you a world title shot. You're one half of the tag team champions. Do you want the world title shot? Yes or no? As long as I don't got to beat my partner. My partner, yeah. So you would turn down a world title match, a main event spot. I wouldn't turn it down. I would just say creative. Okay. If I don't have to beat my partner, because like I said, once that happens, like Surface say, you basically speed up 
the on-screen fr- friction that's going to happen. You know, when it comes to the women's tag team title, it seemed like when they get a team and they put the belts on that, that are popular and people like them, they don't want to go long-term with them. And then they break them up. The they'll throw the belt on a team nobody gives a damn about. Okay. Carmella so, and, and Selena. Nobody so, gave a damn about them. Okay. Okay, so fine. People give a damn about them. But you signed but on you, but you signed on the dotted line. You're a contracted performer, and you have to do what I say. Yeah, but well, the, I the, that. The, the creative can't come up with with good things to do for their rest. You gonna, you gonna have a bad locker room? It's only so much. You can't just say, "I got an idea." It sucks. And people are just supposed to put a smile on their face and eat that shit sandwich. That's what 99% no. of the industry does. My, my whole thing is, and I just want to make it clear, as long as I don't, me and my partner don't have to beat each other, then I'm good. The point because, here, the like, point, here's what I'm trying to say to you. I, I get what you're saying. It's just the opportunity. Okay. About the opportunity. I'm giving you an opportunity. Absolutely. But and how many how many world title matches are going to come along? The point the point the point here is I'm try what I'm trying to make with what I'm what I'm going with, okay. I don't believe that Naomi willingly just walked away. Saying she was influenced. I think she was influenced by Sasha Banks. Because look, Sasha has a history of doing this. She's done this once before. Because they fuck over. No, they don't. She's one of the biggest stars in the company. She's not she's not Stone Cold Surfer. She does not she's not she doesn't have the authority to pull out a creative control card. She's a another superstar on the long list of names that the WWE currently has under contract. The big difference though that is between her and most of the other females on the roster is that she's a bigger star than some of the others. Does she get screwed over? Sure, but so does everybody else. And I'm sorry if you don't get your way Every single time, that's not a reason to cry and moan like a petulant child. This does not excuse this behavior at all. And she's unfortunately taking Naomi down with her, which I am almost positive did not do this willingly. I find it so, so suspect. She's married. She's married to a WWE superstar. I've heard different stories. I'm not, so I don't know which one's the exact story as to what happened. There's more than one story out. There. Of course, I know there is. But the one I'm going with is that this is, and everything that I've read so far today, that now Sasha has major, major heat on her for this, for this, for what she did last night. 
I haven't heard anybody really say anything bad about Naomi yet. But that's the it. But but you know what? She's fortunate in that case. If she's got Roman's protection, she's lucky. But that doesn't excuse this behavior at all. And there's a lot of people taking um, offense to WWE mentioning this on television last night and putting them on blast. Absolutely, they should be put on blast. Why should any promotion, why should any promotion, forget it that it's WWE, why should any promotion be screwed out of an advertised main event because you simply do not want to work because you don't like the creative that was written for you? So you think her, the issue was more so she wasn't getting the opportunity. No, I didn't say that. I, I said, no, no, no. I think Sasha just didn't like the creative, period. Is it possible that she was upset that maybe she wasn't chosen for, for, the, for the match? It's possible because she's, ju- she's, she's petty like that. But it, I think she just didn't like the creative. She didn't like the direction because who is she? Has she ever sat down and written a, a wrestling program? Has she ever formatted a show? Has she ever sat in a booking meeting? I don't, I don't know what her qualifications are to think that she knows what's good or not good for the program. And the fact that she did this once before only makes this situation worse. Well, I'm too bad on this one, so. I'm not. I'm not on anybody's side that walks out when they're advertised... Okay, and they walk out Cars after subject. bell time. I'm Cars sorry. Subject to huh? Cars subject to change. No. subject to change. Yeah, card is subject to change, but not when the show's already on the air. You know, Ultimate Warrior held up Vince for 500 grand right before he walked out. One of the stories heard that they walked out before the show started. I've heard that they. I heard that they walked out during the show. Yeah, that's the thing. There's different stories out there. There's different stories, but the bulk of the the bulk of the information is all consistent. There's an issue. Now, I, 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 even before they, they were they, there, they supposedly walked into the office and dropped the belts off. That's they had the bag with them. That's a consistent. That's consistent with everything that I've read. Well, it, we're talking the timing of everything really doesn't matter at this point. The thing is, is that they did it. No, okay. What I'm saying is, if they did before the show started. There was no reason for them to announce a six-pack challenge. Say that again. I said if they did it before the show started, Mm -hmm. there was no reason for them to announce a six-pack challenge. And they did at the start of the show, didn't they? They announced it, right. Yeah. Why? We already knew they weren't going to be there. Because they walked out during the show. No, they supposedly walked out before the show. You don't walk out, Tony C, or Surfer, if they did walk out before the show started, WWE's not stupid. They would have announced it. They wouldn't have announced it. They wouldn't have, they wouldn't have announced it. If they're not there, I, I, I get They walked out during the show. And, by yeah. the way, there was no reports of them walking out of the show until after the show went off the air. 
And WWE then issued a press release, which I'm going to read uh, now. Because WWE was pissed. A lot of people think it's a work. It's not a work. The Miami Heat defeated the Celtics 118 to 107. 41 points for Jimmy Butler. When Sasha Banks Yeah. When Sasha Banks and Naomi arrived at the arena this afternoon, they were informed of their participation in the main event of tonight's Monday Night Raw. During the broadcast, they walked into WWE head of talent relation John Laurinaitis' office with their suitcase in hand and placed their tag team championship belts on his desk and walked out. They claimed they weren't respected enough as tag team champions, and even though they had eight hours to rehearse and construct their match, they claimed they were uncomfortable in the ring with two of their opponents, rumored to be Asuka and Becky Lynch, even though they had matches with those individuals in the past with no consequence. The Monday Night Raw is a script Monday Night Raw is a scripted live TV show whose characters are expected to perform the requirements of their contract. We regret to we were unable to deliver as advertised tonight's main event. Oh, as advertised. As advertised. So you're going to tell me that they were they're in the right because the creative sucked? I'm sorry, they're not. Yeah, we hear this all the time when this happens. The WWE spends people difficult to work with. No. Sasha has a reputation of being difficult to work with. I've heard the same thing about uh, Charlotte Flair. Okay, but Charlotte showed up to work last night or on Friday. Anyway. I haven't heard Charlotte walking out on anything. They knew you respect the tag team titles. I mean, why have them if you're not going to put them to good use? That is, you are you're evading the the fact of what they did. Because I'm team bad. So you think that they're in the right for what they did? I ain't going to tread over it. Put put yourself in McMahon's shoes. Should McMahon just? eh, It is what it is. No, yeah, man should have better people running his his company than, a, than some suck up yes man. Yeah, but they ultimately, ultimately, the person that signed off on the creative was Vince. We all know that Vince has been out of touch for a long time. It now. has nothing. That's not. That has nothing to do with the conversation that we're having. I asked a very simple question. You said Vince signed. Just you said Vince signed off. Yes, signs off on the creative. On the creative but my, but that does not make what happened last night right. Well, we'll see how things shake out. Hey, release them. They're under contract. Then, well, they would uh, they would lose a lot of money. WWE would. They probably look at it in a. Uh, so you think if those two got released, they wouldn't get picked up as soon as the 90-day came up? Guys, um, t- take it over for one second. 
Hey man, you got the tag teams. You got the tag team champions walking away. Something ain't right with the writing, man. They want to drop the belts right there. We've done that for a long time. You can you you can be a fan and like the WWE, but then you haven't been. There's a reason why the the ratings drop all the time, and people. I I, I mean I've had long I know long time wrestling. Friends, they refuse to watch anything WWE because they just don't think it's worth it to them. They don't. I mean, they can get whatever they can find out what happened on YouTube, and they don't need to. How many weeks? They don't invest. How many weeks are we going to see Austin Fury fight? Um, I don't know. Um, and what's the name again? Uh, Ali. With the men's coming down as referee. Like, I, you know what? It, it, they didn't even fight yesterday. Like, I when I was I, I was watching it, right? And they're supposed to have this Austin Fury versus uh, Ali match. And then here come the men's with a referee show you one. Because. And then that's how I turned it off. I'm like, I don't need to see this again. And then it turned out. They had, uh, what's his name, Mahir? Is that his name? Yeah. Right. He came down and squashed Ali. So none of that, baby, none of that was worth watching. And yet we yeah, yeah. we how, how many times on SmackDown are we going to have the New Day face Seamus and Ridge Holland and Butch and get squashed week after week. Right, they, listen, they're gonna have this unification match on Friday. Guarantee it's gonna end with Roman Reigns coming down and Superman punching somebody in the face. Guys, guys, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but um, I, I I hate to cut this short, but I, we have to end the show. Um, a little bit of emergency yeah. just happened here. Um, to everybody listening oh, live, sure. we'll um, we'll post the show a little bit later um, as soon as as soon as I can. Um, remember, we're not on the air next week, and um, and just stay tuned to uh, social media with uh, with any updates. Um, on when we come back, if we're going to do it on the 31st or not, I do apologize for the abrupt uh, end to the show, but, uh, but I do have to take care of something. Um, so everybody, uh, have a good night and we'll talk to you when we return. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Double the handle you